Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. We've got a special, special guest on the show, Bears, your good friend. Yes, thank you very much, Is, And we're going to talk a little bit of racing. Of course, yesterday it was the Melbourne Cup and it was very elegant who was victorious. We're leading into the race. We talked about the hot favourite incentivised, the shortest price, price favourite since Farlap in 1930. Mm. Well, Incentivise was brave, huge in fact. As was Spanish Mission, the brilliant Northern Hemisphere stayer who had eyeballed Stradivarius and York in, in August. And there was many other great runs in the race, but this was her cup. The great mare, the great race was won by an iconic New Zealand mare, very elegant. It was ridden by a super freak New Zealand jockey, James McDonald, and it was trained by the master, the new master in, in Australian racing, New Zealander Chris Waller. These combinations ensured that the New Zealand flag was flying the highest at Racing's HQ and by gee, didn't it feel sweet? And what that means is that the mighty victory for New Zealand's breeding industry as well meant the Grange Williams stud Z now a Melbourne Cup winning sire. Well, Andrew Seabrook is managing director at New Zealand Bloodstock where winning begins. He's also a good mate of mine and looking forward to chatting to him. Good morning, Seabs. Morning, Baz. How are you? Well, busy. Morning. Yeah. Good, mate. Seeps. How good? How good is that, Seeps, for uh, for the New Zealand uh, breeding industry or New Zealand racing industry that that uh, the New Zealand Stallion Z, just a five hundred dollars service fee at the time that very very elegant was born, has now served up the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, oh man, it's just amazing, Baz. I mean, it was a it was an incredibly it's just a staggering performance, wasn't it? I mean, I, I don't hear enough superlatives in the uh, Oxford Dictionary to describe how good that win was yesterday. I mean, I, I didn't think she could win, honestly. I mean, with 57 kilos, um, only one mare since 1860 has carried that weight to win the Cup, Mackay Bediva. Uh, absolutely incredible. And I'm not sure if it's been reported, but it's actually the fourth fastest time in history, uh, Baz. So, oh, um, right? quite an incredible wow. performance, you know. Um, you know what? New Zealand horses have now won 57 Melbourne Cups. 57 Melbourne Cups. That's 35% of the Melbourne Cups going back to 80, not, 1860 being won by New Zealand horses. Um, and given we've only got about wow. 7% of the population in Australia, it's, it's, it's quite staggering. So, no, huge, huge performance. I'm actually trying to think of a couple of performances by New Zealand horses in Australia you could compare it to. Um, and I think you've got to go back to probably Sunline in 2000 when she won the Cox Plate by seven lengths, and before that, Mighton Power, when he won the uh, Caulfield Cup by about the same margin. Uh, yeah, so just an amazing win. What does it do, Steve? Andy, what does it do for the for the New Zealand racing industry, or the New Zealand breeding industry as well, just success like yesterday? Um, does it have a flow-on effect to to the likes of the New Zealand bloodstock um, and, and the ready-to-run sale, which is which is coming up very soon? Absolutely, it does. You know, and straight after the race, um, I, I got texts from from Australians saying, "Geez, go the Kiwis!" You know, go the Kiwis. And I think they're they're as happy as we are. 
base because, you know, the last few years, um, the, the Irish and English horses have had their way in the race and um, uh, there's been a lot of money being spent by, by Australians buying the English and the Irish and the French and even the German horses to try and win the, to win the Melbourne Cup. So it's, it, it's fantastic that a New Zealand horse has done that. And not only has she done it, she's done it so dominantly. She's beaten, mm. she's beaten the best horse in Australia, uh, this Australian bred, and she's beaten Spanish Mission from England, who's world, world-class sayer. So, no, it's going to have a, have a, a great run-on effect. I mean, um, geez, New Zealand horses have been performing so well in Australia the last 12 months. It's like the good old days where we used to clean up everything. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it just it's just going to be great for the yearling sales and um, to see if we can get them here, huh? Mm. <laughs> hey, Seebs, is he here, mate? Uh, what is this? What is it about the New Zealand bred horses? How, how do we? How can? What can you pinpoint it to? To why we have so success, so much success on the big stage? What do you think it is? Oh, it's a whole lot of things. Is he? It's, I mean, uh, our environment is is wonderful for breeding these these great staying horses and, and these tough, sound, durable horses that just right year after year. I mean, very elegant, six years of age and, and still at a peak or, you know, just continues to get better and better. So we're just producing these beautiful, sound, tough, durable horses. And, and I don't think we should underestimate our horsemen and women either. You know, they, they, uh, they do, they're on the world stage quite amazing, really. Um, of course, it's... it's that was um, evidence yesterday by, by Chris Waller, New Zealand trainer, James, New Zealand jockey. So, um, and you know, we, we just our, our breed of horse, just tough, tough breeds, and um, we, we haven't gone down the track. Well, we did for a while, but we, we Australia's uh, um, uh, obsessed with, with breeding speed and speed and speed. Uh, hence, they they've got to go offshore and look for their good staying horses and. Um, Hopefully this will wake them up a bit more and make them come and buy New Zealand horses even more than they have been doing because they have been buying a lot in England and, and Ireland. But uh, um, no, it's got to be good going forward. Nice, mate. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What about J-Mac, mate? James McDonald. We've spoken a lot about him on the show and you know, the kind of where he's had to come from to get to the heights of where he's at now. And he had a fantastic weekend of racing, obviously four Group 1s over the Victorian Derby and then heading into the Melbourne Cup. So he's had a wee yeah. uh, fill up in the wallet-wise. Uh, but, um, but what about him as a, as a bloke, as a person, and where he's been able to get to from where he's come from and, and the struggles he's had to endure? Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a great story, isn't it? And he's, he's, um, he's an amazing person. He, he really is. He's, he's that. Mm. Uh, down to earth, good Kiwi country boy that you that you see that had been interviewed on TV. The, the humbleness that that's him, and I, I've got to know him a little bit through obviously through to Peter Vella, who um, has been a great mentor and friend to him over the years. But no, he's he's now, now go down clearly the greatest New Zealand jockey of all time, and and um, uh, even my good mate Ben Thompson, who rode four Cox plates, will will admit that he said he's a couple of years ago he said he's the greatest jockey of all. That New Zealand's ever had, but he's now he's now probably the best jockey in the world at the moment. Full stop. Um, mm. But just a great guy, um, and New Zealand means a lot to him. And uh, you could see the emotion that he displayed yesterday. And he would have been seeking his family back here, and uh, who couldn't get over there to watch the race. And uh, uh, don't worry, he'll always be a, a New Zealand kid. Nice. We're joined by New Zealand uh, NZB's managing director Andrew Seabrook.
This morning to talk a little bit about the dominance that was very elegant yesterday over in the Melbourne Cup and also New Zealand breeding. Mate, I just want to... So, Opulence, the mare of Very Elegant, the Dan Road mare, was sent to Zed, a $500 service fee at the time. He now stands at Grange Williams Stud for $6,000. How... Just trying to explain to us how someone can come up with that mating and then... Yeah. And, and a reason why that mating may may have actually been come about and what it's... Yeah, well, it was amazing. I mean, Don Goodman, I think he's 83, so uh, congratulations to you. Don and to Grange William and the Carter boys, of course. So so Zed's actually... He's actually a beautifully bred horse. He buys the Beal, and the Beal has left three Melbourne Cup winners himself, and the Beal, of course, is by Sir Tristan. He left three or four Melbourne Cup winners as well. So Zed was actually a beautifully bred horse, but, but um, uh, didn't, didn't perform on the track. But he's a he beautifully bred horse, and... Um, uh, he went to stud. In fact, he, he ended up in Gisborne for a while serving station hacks, um, and, and then he left. Um, <laughs> he left a couple of good horses, and the the, uh, the Carter boys decided to stand him with Grange Williams stud. In fact, I think he stood a little Avondale as well before um, Grange Williams. Um, no, it's just a, look. It's just a great story that proves that horses can come from anywhere, doesn't it? You know, it's uh, yeah. And I, we we all love the commercial stallions and and, and what have you, which which is great. Um, but it just goes to show, particularly in a country like New Zealand, that um, you can get a mare by Dan Road, and, and Dan Road's sort of high view, of course, but for not much money. And he was a he, he was a useful sire, but uh, I don't think Gilly would mind me saying that. You know, he, he wasn't that good. He wasn't that great. Um, um, but he was a, he left good um, some good mudders actually. And I, I thought that track would have been too hard yesterday for for very mm-hmm. elegant. Um, so. but, uh, that's how much I know, but. Uh, no, just a, just a great story for Zed. Now he stands for $5,000, and, and he's getting more mares now, obviously. And, um, you know, it would be pretty easy to sell a Z to Australia at the moment, Baz. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you made a good point there. Great horses come from anywhere. There is a saying in the racing industry that uh, good breeding, uh, good horses come from good breeding, great horses come from anywhere, and that is spot on. Hey, um, mate, you guys have got speed of great horses, and you've got the ready-to-run sale coming up. I think November seventeen and, and eighteen. Um, how's how's that looking, and and how's the catalogue, and and we expect to find a champion in that in that list of horses. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a champion coming out somewhere out of that sale, Bears. I mean, it's, it's got a great record. It's um, it's an amazing sale, really. But it's uh, different this year, of course, because uh, we can't get the buyers and the vendors uh, to Caracas here. Um, so it's a twenty million dollar sale, and we. We can't get anyone here uh, because of the border closure. So uh, we actually have to take the sale down to Hamilton. It's going to be a virtual sale. And at Tirapa, we'll be able to get to the Waikato buyers and vendors for that, but there'll be no horses there. So it's it's all a bit new. Um, it's, going to be, it's going to be online with um, live bidding, online bidding. So people from around the world will be able to bid and what have you. But it's uh, it'll be the first sale in our, in our history since 1927. We've had a sale without horses present. So... Uh, but actually, we're, we're quietly confident. Um, the feedback's been great. The sales keep producing good horses, and, and um, yeah, fingers crossed it goes all right. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the stats that come out of that sale, I don't want to get too heavily involved in it here, but the stats that come out of that sale are extraordinary, aren't they? They are. And I'll, throw, I'll just throw one stat at you. So for la- the last six years, there's been 20 Group 1 wins um, by ready-to-run um, graduates of the sale, 20 Group 1s in it, and... And and of both Australian sales over that time, only five. So wow. that, that goes to show you how, how good the sale is. Um, 
Yeah, they love buying the Kiwi horses that out of the ready to run sale. I mean, we sort of can't, uh, people come to the sale, they're there for genuine sale. It's not as though we can pass them and, and race them for $100,000 on a Saturday like they can in Australia. So the, the Hong Kong and Singapore, they, they love buying out of the sale. They can buy with confidence and, and the horses are ready made and, and, and ready to go, as you know, Bear. So, um, uh, it's a good, it's a great concept that's been working well for us, and it's a sale that's grown over the years to, to be a twenty million dollar plus plus event now. Mate, speaking of sales, we've spoken about it on the show before. The uh, January, there's a big sale in January. Uh, what's what's that looking like now? Obviously, COVID's uh, presented tough times and uncertain times to plan events and plan things going forward. And uh, you've promised us the wee little doozy for myself and bears and uh i've already called it i'm coming uh, the crack of millions is is that still going is that still going ahead or what's the plan there <laughs> Jeez, you put me on the spot here isn't he <laughs> um, no, look, it's, it's um no you're definitely coming to the crack yeah the crack of million is definitely going ahead at auckland uh on the what is yep. it saturday the 22nd of uh january but it's yeah. um it's it's we, we, we're going to be probably moving the sale to be honest um Yep. Yeah, to, 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 to March. Um, there's just too much uncertainty at the moment. It's not just the, the mm. internal borders. I mean, at the moment, we can't even have an event here at Caraca. Um, to get yeah. a hunt, to, to have an event here at Caraca for 100 people or more, uh, we need to be in the green light of that traffic light system. Now, who knows when we're going to be there? I mean, we're not even mm. in the red yet. So internally, you know, the borders, I mean, it's very hard. And also, we'd love the Australians to be here and They've told us how passionate and they're just desperate to get here to buy the New Zealand horses. So we're going to give them every opportunity we can to get there, uh, to get here for the for the sale. So yeah, we'll be putting the sale off to, to um, March, and, um, and and let's hope we can have a have a rip snorter. But no, Cracker Million's still going, and uh, look forward to seeing you there, Izzy. Yeah. What about the investigative yeah, journalism go. from Izzy? He's just got the scoop out of Seeds and New Zealand oh, Bloodstock. Was that all right? Yeah, I was think, that all right? I, I didn't mean to. I was, just, I was just heading for a yeah. party. I was trying to go for a party. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we, we, know that, we know that by the vendors, um, you know, we've been in discussions with them for the last week or so and, and uh, notified them by letter uh, yesterday that it was highly likely, highly likely, it's sort of, you know, nearly 100%, to be honest, that we're going to march. And um, okay. so, as you've just, uh, yeah, this is the first public announcement in the world. So, well done. Wow, <laughs> that's what we do on fans and Izzy for breakfast. We like breaking news. Thanks, Steve. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Andy, we're going to let you go in a minute, but um, I guess moving that sale is not necessarily a bad thing. gives gives the horses another couple of months to really furnish and and grow and develop. So that's that's fantastic news, I think. But um, more more to the point, just uh, for those out there that don't know. Andy's been organising. Andy and Sir Peter Valor have been organising a little drop-off for dinner for uh, for Flem and myself and, and Sir Peter oh. each night from from the the Double Tree by Hilton out there at Caraca. Uh, what, what's for dinner tonight, Seeps? Any ideas? Um, I actually haven't checked the menu, Your Royal Highness. So, but um, you know, after, I hang here, after I hang up from here, I will check the menu and I'll let you and uh, Sir Peter know. Um, but you know, so we've got the Double Tree by Hilton, a little quick plug for the Double Tree by Hilton Caracas, which is going to be opening in February. So our chef is Jeez. a brilliant chef, and he, he needed to um, to get some, uh, you know, to work out the menu and do a little t- um, tasting and work out what he's going to be serving for the hotel. So he thought he'd try it out on, um, on you boys. So, um, 
Yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll sing you through what you're, you're having tonight, Bears. And would you like any? What, what sort of wine would you like tonight? Would, would there any preference oh. you like tonight? No, you, you know what I like, Seeb's just, you know, as long as it's... You know, it's wet. Righto, very good. <laughs> Thanks right. for joining us, okay. mate. That was awesome. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Seeb. See you guys. That was Andrew Bye. Seabrook.